0: This is the Small Business Growth School. If you have a mom and pop business that you'd like to grow, this podcast is for you. In it, I'm revealing everything I can to help you get more customers in the door, grow profits, and even autopilot your business so you can enjoy more time with family and friends. Thanks for listening, it means the world to me. Good afternoon, everybody. Hopefully all you guys are having a great Valentine's Day. Um, I just got back home. Um, my wife, she likes to go all out. So I woke up this morning and, oh, my God, my whole living room was covered with balloons, with um, toys and donuts, and my son was just spoiled rotten. <laughs> so there was a, a high bar set for me. So I, uh, I got some flowers, got some roses, got some uh, baked stuff. It's a really good cheesecake for her, and um, got uh, some gift cards, so she's very happy. Um, I think I did okay this year. So uh, just got back from all that good stuff. Um, business as normal. So I'm um, talking with clients. Um, just got off doing some Facebook groups, and um, I may have mentioned it before. I, I just love Facebook groups, and I could justify that by saying, you know, it's a great marketing strategy. That would be true, but. I just really like it though, because I am a business nerd and I get to connect with other business owners and it gives me a good gauge of my market. So um, I, I am very honest. If someone wants to grow a large company with 500 employees and get to 10 million, that's not what I do. That's just not my niche. I help small town business owners get to 100 to 300K in after-tax profits. So the market I look at is small town business owners. So. I get a good feel of that through Facebook groups, you know, what challenges these folks are facing, what their goals are, what really makes them tick. And one tool that I use a lot is polls. So I use a lot of them and one of my favorite polls that gives me a lot of insight to what's going on is um, asking them, what are some things that your business businesses are dealing with? So a very open-ended question. And I'll leave options open so they can put different answers down. I'll put someone there that I think they may give me. And um, I get some interesting, uh, interesting responses, but there is one common one. Doesn't matter if you're in Virginia, where I'm at, doesn't matter if you're in Florida, New York, California, doesn't really matter. Um, my customers have no money. <laughs> and, and sometimes people will fill it in, it'll be all caps, no money. Um, And I'll hear this from bookkeepers, insurance companies, dental practices, pizza parlors, escape rooms, car washes, gyms. Basically, the whole small town market can chime in on this one. And is it that people in small towns or just any town for that matter still have money? Maybe, but it's highly unlikely. So let's go back to a rule that I have and it's a a very solid rule that I give people, and they should definitely go through this rule and apply it to their business when they're starting a brand new business, but the rule is, do not market to people that do not have money. So I'll say that one more time. Do not market to people that do not have money. It seems like a simple thing, but so many people break that rule, and they turn out not having a business is profitable. It, it leads to so much stress on the family. They have to you know go out of business. They waste all this money. Family members say, "I told you so." It's very stressful. And I, um, if you guys have time time after this podcast, go to episode thirty one on the podcast. Uh, we go specifically through that how to market to the rich. But um, yes, like you do want to go after the wealthy with your business, but more, and more than that, you don't necessarily just have to go after the wealthy, just go after people that can afford your business with your marketing. So a simple way to determine if people, if your customers are truly broke and you don't have your market to support you is look around in your county and look at the surrounding counties of where you're at. Is your business or a very similar business operational? So do you have competition? Some people say competition is bad, but I actually really enjoy, I think it's a a great sign that you have some competition, not, shouldn't be fully saturated, but some competition that's been around for a long time shows that that business idea, if you're opening up a similar business is viable. So if you see a similar business, um, so let me actually back up a little bit. So if you do not see a similar business around you or in your county, it's very risky and it may very well be that the people that you're going after with your business just don't have money to support it. Real quick guys, if you could think about how you found out about this podcast, somebody probably tweeted about it, told you about it, shared on Facebook, Instagram, you know, or something like that. The only way that this thing grows is through word of mouth. I don't do any paid ads for the podcast or do any sponsorships. It's my only ask that you can exact same way. So if it was a review or a post, if you spend just a few seconds doing that, it would really mean the world to me. And you'll throw out some good karma for another small town business owner process. Or don't want to support it. Um, I'll give you an example. I had a client uh, probably six eight months ago. They had this really cool idea where they wanted to open up an ice cream shop. And it was a small town business, and they started up. I got a hold of them, and they were at the beginning stages. And we found out that there was no local ice cream shops. And when we did a very extensive polling of the town, no one really wanted it. No one would go to see it, and it was insanely risky. Now, is there a small chance that it could have succeeded? Yes, but it was insanely risky, and it would have been a high the likelihood that the customers around them would want it or I don't think in that case they could have af- would want to afford it or couldn't afford it, but they just didn't want it. So that rule will tell you if your business idea, if people want it and also if they can afford it. So so that's the first thing. So let's go the other way. If your business exists around you in some way then the people do have money around you. The the residents do have money to pay for it. So it's not a money objection. And this is what gets a lot of um, small town business owners is they hear that from a potential customer and what it really is in most cases, it's a value objection hidden as a money objection or financial objection. People as a whole, people as a whole are very uncomfortable with telling someone, you know, I just don't value this. I don't really want this. Yeah, Obviously, you're going to get some outliers, some people that are very blunt, but especially in the South where I'm at, it, it's very – people will not say that. And in many other places, they won't. It's a lot easier for them just to say, I don't have the money for this. It's very easy, and it's it's a way that they can get around it. Um, but if someone is giving you a value objection hidden as a money objection, then you need to go up to the core problem with your business. What can you do to give them more value? Because what's happening is when you do your marketing, you're asking for too much. And I've seen this before. I've seen dentists that will market um, Invisalign for thousands of dollars, or a bookkeeper that markets their monthly fee for bookkeeping, or even a barber, which is a product or service under $50. They're straight offering, you know, this is the price for my haircuts you got to remember these leads that are coming in that are potentially interested, they don't know you. They don't trust you. Not everyone in your town is related to you, hopefully, <laughs> and they're not all your friends. So uh, many of them don't know you or trust you, at least in the context of the business. So you need to build that trust before you sell to them. And You can do that through loads of marketing to inform or entertain them, to educate or entertain them. And then you can offer a lead magnet, which is something that I love using on any businesses, even the lower price businesses. Um, For example, that same bookkeeper, instead of marketing the price of their monthly fee, they could market a free consultation call where they can get on the phone with the person and see where where their finances are at, what their biggest concerns are, what their goals are with the bookkeeping. Um, Or if you have a pizza parlor, same thing, don't market your pizza market a promo so a buy one get one free offer or if you're a pressure washing company offer a free quote where you come down look at the house look at the job see what their issues are what type of techniques you'd use and then all of those examples you have given that customer value and you in, in turn you have gotten you have exchanged something already it's not cash you've exchanged your value for their trust now that's the tip of the iceberg And you can look at more podcast episodes and and more blog posts. There's more ways you can offer value and reduce your customer's perceived risk. But I can go on for days and days and days and days and days about, and I I love doing this with um, owners, how I can look at any business and figure out ways that you can provide more value, and reduce the perceived risk. If you do that, you win. You win as a small town business owner provide value, reduce risk before they buy, during they buy, during the purchase and after they buy. Um, so start there and above all else, please build that relationship with your customers. It's a prerequisite for a small business and really it's our superpower as small town business owners. You can build up an even more personal connection with your customers being in a small town niche as compared to the big box companies. Um, and if you do that, it is it is basically a recipe for a long and profitable small business. So that's it for today. I will hop on a uh, podcast episode uh, probably within a day or two. And I'll chat with y'all soon. Thanks for listening to the Small Business Growth School. If you're brand new to my world, head over to arnansisson.com. That's A-R-N-A-N-S-I-S-S-O-N.com. Here you can get started my Value Ladder Report this is a complete free guide that will give you my five best steps that will get you more customers in the door and also get you some profits in the process. Or if you're listening to this show for a while and you like what you hear, you think that you can benefit from this type of help to accelerate the growth and the profitability of your business, please reach out to me at sissononline at gmail.com and tell me exactly what you're looking for. And by the way, if you know someone that would benefit from today's show, please share it with them. You can also find all these details over in today's show notes. Until next time, have a look.